Yo, what up everybody? Welcome to Monty's Mountain. And today on the summit, I've got... I go by Modest, Modest Music. I'm a lo-fi hip-hop artist out of Bernalillo, New Mexico. Yes, sir. 505 representing. So... Today's actually a pretty special episode. I've been wanting to do this episode for quite some time, and I've never had the time to do it because for those of you that do do a lot of the following like of the podcast, for those of you that uh, like to listen, you know, shout out to all my Japanese people, shout out to... Yeah, shout out to Japan. <laughs> I know you guys have been uh, listening to me out there because of this, dude, but thank you. It's been a ride, dude. You know, and me being in Japan, never having the chance to like be stateside so we can actually record this episode has always been like fuck dude i want to do this yeah well i remember when you even like started this in japan i remember just watching it and being like man i hope <laughs> I, it, hope, I hope i end up, end up on it. bro yeah, i yeah, wanted you point, to be you know? on it bro I, i've i've <laughs> had the plan to have you on here for like the longest time and it, like the stars just kind of aligned for like me to be on vacation and you to be able to like be free and i was just like Yo, bro, you free? What's up? You trying to do this podcast episode? Yeah, it was perfect. I'm, I'm really happy about that, man. And so today I really want to talk about, like, your journey at, from, like, just listening to rap, right? <clears throat> listening to kind of, like, hip-hop, right? Right. And growing from just being, like, a fan to starting to make your own beats to starting to actually get into the industry and the genre, right? Okay. And to start producing your own kind of stuff, bro. So, like... What kind of a journey has that been to go from, like, you know how, like, you go from civilian to military. It's almost right, like, you know, right. you go from fan to, <laughs> to artist. To, yeah, right. Right? Yeah, so. and what's crazy about that, bro, is, like, I feel like as an artist, I've never watched a show the same mm-hmm. since I started performing live, right? But um, to answer your question, uh, growing up, my dad was a, like, wedding DJ. So I always grew up with pretty much every type of music um, around. Um, My sister was heavily into hip-hop when I was growing up, so, of course, that influenced, you know, your older siblings. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my uncle was actually in the local hip-hop game. Shout-out to Lucky C. But um, I think watching him and hearing him, you know, create um, pretty much, like, my whole childhood kind of inspired the path that... I ended up taking, like, I always had a, a interest in music. Mm-hmm. Um, I played trumpet, like, in band <laughs> in, like, fifth grade. Yeah. You know? And, I, bro, I actually love that shit. And I'm really mad at myself for quitting when I did. Yeah. But I do, I try to pursue it, you know? But, um, yeah, so I always had, like, the, I feel like I always had the musical influence from all angles. And then mm. I was always real interested in it. And then uh, maybe, like... I don't know, my sophomore or junior year, I caught my first, like, drum machine. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that I really liked making beats. And I remember I got Logic um, Logic 9 for my computer, and, like, for that Christmas, I got, like, a MIDI keyboard or something. Yeah. And that was, like, the real first time that I actually felt like... Yeah, like, I'm in the... Yeah, I'm a producer you know? now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but something like that. And, like, I remember uh, my friend... Um, Joe Persona, he was rapping at the time, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to make beats for him. Right. So anything that I would make, I just shoot to him or want his his like input. input. Yeah. 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 So that was like my first intro to like the the local game, 
And then just as I kept doing it, uh, me and the homie Avatar, we kind of always, in high school, um, I don't want to say had the dream of being, like, rappers, Mm -hmm. but, like, would always fuck around or rap verses that weren't ours, but just to 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 fuck around, yeah. And so just little things like that. But we actually started um, doing it together once I finally got, like, a little cheap mic. This interface, this is actually the same interface that... I started out with, yeah, um, but we were just like recording literally in the loft of my parents' house, mm-hmm. like no acoustics, super no anything, echoey. yeah, no no like mic shield, not even a pop filter. Yeah. I remember uh, I worked at Kohl's at the time, and uh, I worked in the shoe department, so I would get those like little stocking socks. And I just got a wire, and I would, like, put the stockings over the wire, you know, as a pop Okay, filter. ghetto-ass pop filter. Yeah. Whatever works, you know? Yeah, but when we started doing that shit, that's when I realized, like, I really love doing it just to do it, just you know? To do, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I always wrote, like, I always wrote remixes to songs and shit. So I feel like I always wanted to kind of, like, songwrite <clears throat> to some extent. And then once we kind of really started diving into it and I had the studio available to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to try to encapsulate Actually, yeah. yeah, myself as much as I could. And then, I don't know, like I started producing and I'm not that great at producing to be honest. Nah, give yourself, <laughs> give yourself some credit, bro. There are some, nah. uh, I, bro, when I, you came out, I always tell you this, bro, when you came out with like leftovers, bro, yeah. I could, like, that was immediately one of my just chill fucking playlists that I would just play. Like, I, I have a lot of like some of the songs that you have off of like your leftovers and your leftovers part two yeah. and a few other like releases individually that you put out. I just immediately, like, I even have like your scum EP like in a playlist. Like, give yourself some credit, bro. Because yeah, there are some well, really good ones. Yeah, and actually for those, I didn't even really produce those. Um, those are all, bro, I don't even know who produced those. At the time, I wasn't, like, I wasn't concerned with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, honestly, that was probably, like, seven years ago or some shit, you know? Yeah. But, like, now uh, now it's just way different. Damn, it's really but, been um, that long. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, bro, it's nuts. It's been... I've been probably at it for a good, like, eight years. Eight years. Well, I mean, your skills show, right? Like, we could, let's talk about, like, for example, for those of you that don't know, he has this thing where it's called Morning Minute with Modest, right? Yeah. And every time, as soon as, you know, let the people, let you explain what that is to them. Yeah, so basically, Morning Minute with Modest, uh, every Thursday morning, I wake up, I bake up, I uh, throw on instrumentals and whatever sparks my creativity or my inspiration, I write a verse for it, and then uh, I go out into the city and I record on location um, the verse, and I just try to see if you guys fuck with me or not that that week. And honestly, look, your eight years of skills and kind of like honing your ability to rap and your ability to flow, right? It shows in those morning minutes, right? Because a lot of times, right, think about it like this. You have a lot of people who constantly, like, they still can't find their style or their flow, right? Right. But it seems that you found that your niche, your stick, you know? Like, you know exactly how to flow, how to make things work for you. And it speaks volumes in your ability to rap or whenever you're actually on the mic. Because I actually listen to it. And I'm like, wow, right. that's fucking good. You know, it's not like it's one of those things where you listen and you're like, all right, the beat was catchy, but I don't really give a shit about what this dude's saying. You know right. what I mean? But, yeah. like, when I hear it, I'm like... <laughs> 
damn, all right, he's kind of going in right now. Yeah, and it's crazy that that's like what the industry is right now, you know, as far as just a dope-ass beat. It, I and mean, it, it's kind of been that way for a little while, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and uh, honestly, like, my writing ability has really, really improved with the Morning Minute, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's why I even started it in the first place, was more for me, like, yeah, it's content for everybody to watch mm-hmm. on the weekly, um, especially because I don't put out a lot of music. Right. You know, I'm not super, super consistent with it, so this is a way for me to give consistent content for people to watch and realize that I'm dope. Yeah. While also, like, working on my pen, you know, because, like you said, I kind of found my sound with, like, my writing style. Yeah. And so I feel like I... The Morning Minute has really allowed me to find that, and not only find that, but, like, really, really embrace it. Right. You know, because... Mm -hmm. There is no pressure with the morning minute. I just find whatever I think is dope. Yeah, and you just go with it. Yeah, and I just do what's dope. And I mean, that's really creativity in itself, you know, but there's no thought. Yeah, you don't feel like there's like an additional kind of layer of judgment. Yeah, like like I'm not like, oh, bro, I'm going to drop a fucking album on (laughs) July 1st and hype all this shit up. And what if it like isn't hot or some shit, you know, to where like this, it's just for me. I really, well, not to cut you off, but I really like to see that you do a lot of collabs, dude. Like, when you did one, I forget her name, like, Danny. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her full like Yeah, Danny. Uh, there you go. Uh, Ashe, yeah. Yes, dude. When I, when I saw that one drop, it actually, like, you put me in touch with that other artist. And when you got on there, I was like, okay, okay, she's doing her, you know, she's doing her thing. This is my first time hearing her, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about her. She's, you know, an artist out of New York, right? right. Which yeah. is funny that I'm fucking heading out to New York. Right. <laughs> so now, like, right. when I, I saw, when I saw that, that, I was like... Well, now I've got like an artist I want to like a local artist that I want to go see, and yeah, I yeah, what a coincidence that I would meet this artist or not meet, but like you know bro, hear about this artist or link true. about it through you, right? Yeah. So now I'm gonna head out to New York and I'm gonna like I want to go catch this artist, you know, her shows and stuff. But then I remember hearing her, you know, when you dropped that whole like collab album, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I don't know who she is, so you know, I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, what's her flow, what's her style. But as soon as I heard you, and this is like no discredit to her trying to say that she was bad. Right, but this is me saying that like hearing you as soon as you popped on, I was like, boom, you're in it. Boom, you're you're you started flowing. It was quick. It was precise. It was clear. It was like you you knew exactly where you were going. The like every time you spit your bar at the correct time, it was just like, oh shit, he's really on his shit right now. He really is like going in, and it's like from what you've like kind of done, it almost seems like you went into like a different kind of style right because normally it's like lo-fi right but this time it wasn't really lo-fi it was like another whole other kind of genre almost like more rapish right and even then if though it was rapish you still were able to kind of kill it in that game even though it was like a little kind of in like another section it it just speaks that you're not just tied down to the lo-fi game right well and it's funny that you mentioned that because i felt like i was tied to the lo-fi game right so I felt like my, my writing had finally gotten to a point because Diane is Talib Kweli's daughter. Mm-hmm. So just that in itself, you know, I felt like I needed to be at a certain level mm-hmm. in order to like even ask her and actually like be on the same level as her on a track. Yeah. And then so once I finally felt like I was ready and I hit her and like you said, it's a way different style than my lo-fi shit. And I think that really sparked 
my style now. Yeah. Because my style isn't very lo-fi now. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to kind of stray away. Like, I, I'm still a lo-fi artist. I still fuck with the offbeat, the real slow tempo, mm-hmm. like, the real eerie kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just what I like. But I've been trying, like, I think my morning minutes really show that I'm trying to be way more diverse with my style. Yeah. And I think my writing is helping that too, you know, like I'm not, I'm not super, super slow yeah, yeah, or whatever, you know, or I actually have shit to say and I'm finding more different ways. Yeah. To new avenues that. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're pro, when you wrote the song pro era, right, that yeah. wasn't necessarily really lo-fi at all. That almost gave me like an old school kind of like nineties beat yeah. and, and kind of rap too. Yeah. And when I heard it, I was like, okay. Okay, like, you, it, obviously, like, I was already anticipating more lo-fi, right? Because yeah. you, I think Leftovers 2 had just... It was that Leftovers 1 or 2 had just come out uh, prior to that. And then when you when Pro Era came out, that's where, I, on that track, or on that album, I was like, okay, I was expecting more, you know, lo-fi, yeah. but it wasn't. Same with, I forget, uh, you also had almost like a, like a relationship song towards, like, the end of that album. It was, like, uh, just before you were talking about, like... Uh, what was the last one? Now I gotta, now I gotta look at it. I'm trying to think. Mishap. I think. I think no, it wasn't mishap. No. Hold on. See, look, I I have you off rip right away. <laughs> this whole this is my whole okay, chill right. album. So, hold on. It wasn't so so because mishap was on your. It was on yeah, leftovers. Oh, this is blues. But it was off of that same. Hold on. It was off of that same album. I heavily fuck with blues. Blues is one of my favorites, I wish, I though. I would have done more with that, honestly. Well, really? Like, what What do you think you would have done more with? Like, how do? Well, how like, would you have done more? Well, I just wish I would have, like, embraced it. Right. Oh, a you different know, state I'm, of mind. There we go. That's what it was called. Damn, that was, like, my first... That was when I was in Denver. So, yeah, Pro Arrow was, like, where I, when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck? That's actually pretty fucking good. And Lessons Learned was another one where oh, I was like, learned. yes, dude, Lessons Learned. I was like... That's so funny. Okay, this is an interesting kind of, again, <laughs> avenue that you're taking, right? Because yeah. it, it was started talking about relationships yeah, and it was and more lovey-dovey. Yeah, and actually, if you, like, listen to my catalog, that's the only song I've ever really done like that. Not like the relationship and lovey-dovey shit, but, like, that style of beat. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. At the time, it seemed cool like i'm glad i really like that you fuck with it but like for me i don't know really <laughs> oh really well, is it like well, one of those just, like you're like ah, well, it's, just so, really, ah. it's just like so old to me you know like for some reason all my old shit just sounds like trash to me you yeah know? but i feel like that's like with every artist yeah you i know? mean you, I, of course you're growing you, and yeah you're looking back and you're like fuck dude i could i probably could have done better with this yeah. maybe my flow i could have like been a little bit more on point when i spoke like yeah. this or but when you spit blues, it yeah with blues i really fuck with that hook so i bro it was I really, good yeah i really wanted like redo it or something really like, like another yeah. one yeah it was good though it was i again like I said, that whole chill playlist, I continuously see tons of fucking improvement from your beginning, like early phase of lo-fi and kind of just like your hip-hop phase, yeah. branching off into a more rappy, kind of faster-paced style. And I was like, okay, you know, it's not like it was something, like it was hard to like embrace it, right? Like, you know, when a new rapper kind of, maybe or a rapper that you've been listening to kind of like tries to something new yeah. and you're like, ah. Maybe you should have stayed stay yeah. in your lane, bro. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That was that was all right, but I don't really yeah. fuck with it. Yeah. But for you, when I heard it, right, it was like, okay, you know what? 
I actually kind of fuck with this. Like, I'm you're easily easy to understand. Your shit flows really quick. The beat is nice, so it's like everything flowed perfectly. It was just it hit all the checks, right? Yeah. So I was really happy to see that you've continuously uh, improved. And then doing the collabs, like also two feet to the road, bro. That one's a really vibey kind of fucking bro, song, bro. <laughs> bro, that's my favorite, like one of my favorite tracks I've ever written. For sure. I like it's one of my road trip <laughs> songs, bro. Whenever yeah. I, I, as soon as I like, two feet to the road, bro. Yeah. As soon as I hit the road, I'm fucking listening to that song. Hell it's like yeah. one of my starter songs, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? Bro, yeah. Thank God Landon uh, was down to do that song with me, too, and I just hit him randomly, and he killed it, too. I even, uh, for that track, I actually, uh, Landon was living in Santa Fe at the time. Really? So okay. I drove to Santa Fe, and I recorded him for that. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, so it was dope. Bro, I, I, I don't even know what to say, you know? It's been eight years of progress, and it shows. Eight years of trial, error, and going out to, what has it been like to, like, perform right to go on tour like what is touring like because actually just uh previously but right before this episode uh, i just interviewed this guy named brandon from japan his name uh brandon from as alliance and he was telling me a lot about like what you don't see the in the tours right yeah. so he was telling me about like you know they had to sleep in their cars right you know the money that it costs like get your equipment over there because yeah you can get over there to perform but you know you got to pay to bring all your shit with you right yeah. like the recording equipment all the instruments and stuff like guitars or drum sets and all that i mean it might be a little more different for you still right. but still you know you can probably relate to the you know the struggle right oh yeah bro tour is something else um not that i've like toured a lot but when me and landon went on tour in uh december of 19 it was supposed to be four of us. It ended up only being me and Landon, so that automatically like doubled the cost of everything immediately. Right. Um, it was just a. It was a lot of bullshit. It seemed like in the beginning, but really, bro, like I think it worked out for the best. Um, at the time, Landon was living in Santa Fe. So we were really, really representing New Mexico at the time. Shout um, out, 505. We don't get much rep. <laughs> <laughs> I, bro, the only rep we get is, like, fucking John Bones Jones or, like, yeah. Ronda Rousey or Holly Holmes. And then after that, people were like, or, like, Breaking Bad. After that, people were like, huh? New Mexico? Who yeah. even fucking lives there? Shout out to my boy Contreras, who, <laughs> when I first joined the Army, was like, what the fuck do they even have in New Mexico? <laughs> or, like, my friend fucking uh, Anthony Garcia. Shout out to my boy Garcia, my boy, uh, Bien, James yeah. Alderon. These two dudes used to clown the fuck out of me be like, I think Mexico. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to these fuckers who will be over here on some, like, bro, what is New Mexico, bro, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he's like, I'm from Fayetteville. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know what the fuck Fayetteville is, bro. <laughs> Gayville, no, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just we don't get too much fucking representation, you know? No, and I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about New Mexico. But, um, like what? Like what do you mean by mixed feelings, bro? Bro, we're dumbasses. <laughs> bro, you can't we're, be saying that. Ray's supposed bro. to be shouting us out, bro. bro we're dumbasses. Berna sometimes. is where the dumbasses are sometimes, though, bro. Come on, let's let's be real here, bro. Everywhere. We came from a ghetto ass fucking school, bro. Let's be real. Our school yeah. doesn't even exist anymore. They tore it down. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. We're like ghosts now, bro. We don't even exist here yeah. anymore. I like Bernalillo, though. I mean, I don't really fuck with the small town, like gossip and shit i try not oh my to God, don't get me started on that but like being that i don't live in the town anymore i mean it's cool i work there yeah and i mean it's where i grew up you know so yeah it you all, know it always 
The land of entrapment yeah. always has me coming back, bro. Yeah, you know? bro, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. No matter what, <laughs> I've gone out far away. I've yeah. been all the way to, like, the east. Now I'm really going to the east coast, you know, going to New York. I'm yeah. about to be really fucking gone. But I've been to Chicago. I've been through Philly. I've been all the way to Florida. I've been to Japan. I've been to mainland Japan. You know, I've traveled a lot. Yeah. But no matter how far away I get or where I go, it's like there's something always calling me back here, bro. <laughs> no matter how, whatever. Right, right yeah. now is a perfect example. Of all the places I could have went for a fucking vacation, yeah, I came here yeah. back to New Mexico again. <laughs> you know, it's just it's where my people are. You know, shout out to the people on, on, on all the reses. Shout out to SD, Santa Ana, fucking <laughs> San Felipe, Pueblo. Shout out to all my people out here, bro. You know, shout out to my people in Bernalillo and Albuquerque. Like, as stupid as we might be and as fucking retarded as we can be, it's yeah, still pretty yeah, vibey, I, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that that's everybody, but, like, the stereotype for New Mexico, you know, I feel like a lot of people fit that. What do you think the stereotype would be? Like, if you could, descri- if bro, you could describe the bro, average New Mexican, bro. what would you describe the average New Mexican as, bro? Go bro, ahead. I don't even fucking know where to start, honestly. I, like, sometimes I really wonder, like, what people outside of New Mexico, like, view us as. Because, bro, like, we have our own fucking language, you know? Like, yeah. Like, our own slang and shit. And we mm-hmm. definitely talk... Bro, you're fucking very, all very, bad, bro. Very yeah. unique yeah. compared to anywhere else, you know? I agree, I and, agree. And, like, when I was, like, living out of state, people always told me that I dressed like I was from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I was get told <laughs> I when I wear, I like... See, like, this fit, for but, example, or when I'm wearing, like, a rip-and-dip hoodie... With my, like, tan fucking joggers and my Vans, right? They'd be like, oh, dude, you give me, like, a real Cali vibe. And I'm like, Cali? From yeah. fucking, like, I get insulted. I'm like, I get insulted. I, I do, bro. I feel insulted. Not to, like, any disrespect to, like, California or anything, but, like, yeah. bro, from New Mexico. What? No, for, fuck California. I'm here. Cali, I'm, I rep the 505, bro. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of that other shit. I don't care about that. I don't know. I think we're, I think we can be. Because I've met really, really nice and humble New Mexicans before. Oh, yeah, bro. But I also know that, like, I can be driving down fucking I-25 and this dude's looking at me wrong and we're about to, like, blast each other just for fucking looking at each other. What's up, bro? You want to go? What's up then? You know? Yeah, New Mexico is funny. But I do love it out here low-key, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, as much shit as I want to talk about it or whatever, you know? Like, and I'm really trying to embrace it in, like... The designs that I'm making, like, graphically or, like, just little shits, like, shouting out, like, the Sandia Mountains in like, oh, one man. minute or whatever, you know. But just, like, little things that show that, like, I'm from New Mexico, you know, but not... Not, like, well, inadvertent. Well, like, not trying to, like, define it or, like, what do you well, mean? Well, not, not really that, but, like, no, not letting New Mexico define me. Me, right, yeah, right, like, okay. Yeah, because I feel like I don't fit any... Not any... I do fit a lot of stereotypes out here, but I feel like the, like, main, main ones, I don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really talk like a New Mexican. I don't rap like a New Mexican. Mm -hmm. I don't... Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry, but some (laughs) some New Mexican rap, bro... All right, there have been some people... I'm not gonna put anybody's name on blast here, but there have been some people that I've heard, which actually, again, I'll, I'll tie this back to about you being an artist. You know, I heard a lot of people from my high school try to hop into the rap scene and I'm not gonna lie like they share it and they're like 505 blah 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 and I'm listening to this shit and I'm like 
you know, I don't know, man. It was all right. But, and then when I heard that you were a rapper, I was like, okay, I know he's my cousin. But I gotta be. I'm gonna be real harsh and honest with them because you know I respect you, right? And you know you, I have the same level of respect for you that I would expect you to have for me. Like right. you know, if if you were doing wrong or not wrong, but like bad in a certain aspect, right. I would ha- expect you to have enough respect for me to be like, yeah. look, bro, I'm not gonna lie. This podcast yeah. shit ain't it, bro. Like, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like yeah. cut it, bro. This ain't it, you know. Or you know, maybe change constructively criticize me, yeah, right? Yeah. So I have that for you. So at first, I thought you know when I'm listening to you, I was thinking like, okay, you know, I hope it's not you know dog water like doo doo. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm ready. And then off rip, I was like, oh shit, this is nothing at all. Like you said, New Mexican rap. This yeah. is like a whole your unique individual style. And I remember you had just when I heard you, you had just started doing this lo-fi thing. Just around the time that like uh, Lo-Fi Beats the Study and like yeah. all that just started coming out too, so I was like, "Bro, it was the perfect fucking timing!" Like ride the wave, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's nuts. Like I don't really know when that page started on YouTube, but I feel like I was slightly, slightly ahead. Of, I think like, you were ahead of that. I think you were. And honestly, shout out to my cousin Granola in Denver. Uh, when I was living with them, when I lived out there for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. And it actually wasn't when I was living with them. Um, I was in my apartment making music, and my cousin, I think he dropped a verse on one of these beats or something, but um, from this producer called Beside You, but it's BSD.U. Yeah. And uh, when I heard that, I was just like, man, I love the style of this beat. Yeah. And so then, literally from that moment, I just engulfed myself into lo-fi, like, and that's just what... It was good? Up, yeah, that's what I ended up loving. And then, like, yeah, it's just crazy. Fast forward, like, to today, you know, and how that's, like, a very popular uh, page on YouTube. Yeah, dude, and, it's it's taken know. off. It, like, And not even just that page. That page sparked a wave of other pages. Oh, oh yeah. Bro, Immediately so just started seeing a bunch of clones of the same kind of, like, design and art style. Like, yeah. you know, the individual person just doing some random shit while a beat beats <laughs> yeah. play over it now. Yeah. So... You you getting put into that kind of like genre? I feel like you're one of the pioneers in it. Even though, unfo- like, you weren't exactly like popping off everywhere in the world. Yeah. It's like for everybody that knew you out here, all of a sudden it was like, okay, dude, what the fuck? I didn't even know like what this was. You know, yeah. I didn't even know how to describe you other than, uh, yeah, Same my cousin's an though. artist, bro. I well, didn't even know like what what to class like the genre. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like because it was such a new genre. I was like. Yeah, my cousin, he kind of does, like, this, like, low-class, like, not low-class, but, like, slower, yeah, kind of, yeah. like, hip-hop style rap, and I was like, I really don't know, I was like, it's something you just gotta listen to, I don't know how to describe it, and then eventually I started hearing, oh, that's lo-fi, and I was like, what the fuck's lo-fi, bro? They're like, that's what your cousin is, and I was like, okay, and then I just started getting more and more involved in that kind of genre now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. by listening to you, you kind of diversed me, like diversified my music genre and adding to like a, a new, whole new style that I wasn't originally like, yeah, oh yeah, dude, I'm just, I fucking love lo-fi, you know? Yeah. I had just something yeah. I just get up in the morning and I look at, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of a sudden I, I had this new, th- oh yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could, I could kind of see why, you know? No, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, when I first started out too, I kind of struggled with the same thing. I didn't really know, like... I knew that I was trying to be, like, lo-fi, but it didn't really mean anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. So when I started, I don't think it made any sense to anybody. I don't think it still makes any sense to anybody. 
but it's about to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I get you it. Know? With so, the waves that you're about to make, you know? Yeah, and, like, I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I really don't even know how to explain it. Like, literally. It's a journey, it, bro. It's, like, it's, well, it's the journey in the process. Well, well, that and, like, bro, people don't ever see the, like, real sacrifice, you know? Yeah, the that you make. really make. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to even, like, do whatever. Like, bro, morning minute, that shit takes me, f- like, fucking four hours, five hours. I'm up at, like, four or five in the morning trying to do that shit so that I have time to, like, shower before I go to work, go record, and, like, make the video decent, you know? Yeah. And, so, and bro, sometimes, like, pff, I'm recording, like, ten minutes before I got to go. Right, it does, I swear, shit, I, I don't even see it. Whatever you're doing, bro, it's, you're doing it well, because I really don't see, and I'm being completely honest, I don't see the difference in quality, right? I get, maybe in, like, location, right? Like, yeah, in the, yeah. in some locations, it'll be a little more greenery in the background and stuff, yeah. but aside from, like, location background-wise, as far as audio, as far as quality, like, video quality, and as far as, like, your flow and your rhythm, it's still all this, n- not all the same, per se, like, you're, like, yeah. you know, repetitive, but all the same in that you, you're consistent with it being good. So I don't, I don't really notice it. And yeah. that also, again, talking about the sacrifices that you make, you know, you're able to, I think, again, speaking on the experience that you have for being, like, you know, eight years of content, eight years of being a content creator, of being an artist, right, a producer, and all of the above, you know, it ties into now where you are at, right? You know, and now you can, even though you got to, you getting up at four in the morning on a Thursday, right? Even though, you know, you're trying to time crunch, you're trying to make sure that the, the your flow's on point, you write, the writing's on point, right? Yeah. Trying to find the right location. It's still all consistent and hits all the checks of, I'm a pretty good fucking artist. Yeah, and I, and I, I appreciate that because, I mean, I try to, you know, I try to make it as aesthetically pleasing all the way around or whatever and like i mean that's like a very small sacrifice you know but like just from everything like even going back to like tour Mm -hmm. right when i was on tour with landing in the in the pacific northwest like i didn't know what to expect on tour and like i mean i made enough money to like pay my bills when i came back Mm-hmm. But, like, while I was out there, bro, like, I wanted to experience Washington and Oregon. Yeah. And all See what it was shit. about, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, bro, I would go out and eat at the restaurants and shit. And, like, by the time, like, by the end of tour, bro, I was like, fuck. Like, I kind of I kind of over overspent, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, little sacrifices, like, when we played a show in Ashland, um, our driver, Jake, his friend lived in Ashland, mm-hmm. so I slept on his friend's floor. Yeah. That way I wouldn't have to get a hotel room that night. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, but just, like, and, bro, it was, shout out to Jake and his homie, like, thank you for letting me stay there. But, I mean, it was not the greatest experience, yeah. you know? Or just, like, li- just, bro, like... Small comfort things, in, in oh, a way. Oh, yeah, or just, like, eat, bro. Or convenience, so, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Just little things like that, but... I would do it. I'd sleep on everybody's floor. Yeah, the whole, the whole fucking tour, you know, yeah. if it meant that I could go tour again. Yeah. So those kind of sacrifices, and it's crazy because like when I talk to my parents about those kind of things, right? Like, oh shit, yeah. When we played in Ashland, like I slept on some person's floor because I didn't want to get a hotel room that night. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, like, they're thinking. Yeah. They're thinking while well, you're like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Like, you're spiraling, yeah. no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like, and or just like, I don't know, like if my like quality of life was like, like too, too spiraling low for, down, too yeah, low for that or some shit. 
And I'm just like, but no, that's like, but what they don't realize, you know, and what every other artist that has been on tour can relate to is doing shit like that, you know, or going on tour. And I may not know you very personally, but we're Facebook friends enough to where you'll let me sleep on your couch for this night. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, but it's those sacrifices that artists are willing to make that really make the artist exactly and I th- again it, it shows i've been you know not to beat a dead horse but it really does show your commitment and your sacrifice speak volumes about your ability and your skill and now you've got the experience behind it too right so before maybe when starting off when you're, you're touring you really don't know what the fuck to expect you know you're you're going on tour for the first time you know, it's, you don't know exactly, like, how, maybe, like, not saying that you're bad with money or anything, right? But maybe, like, the budget that you set up, right? Maybe you go a little out of budget, right? Yeah. Like you were talking about, right? So now, instead of, like, staying at this, like, hotel, now you're staying at your homie's couch or, like, laying on the floor, right? right. And even then, though, now you can, you have something to relate with artists that might be, like, you know, A, A-plus artists. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, they started off a certain way, right? And then maybe they are a big thing now, but now you have something to relate to with a lot of artists that were one day in your shoes, right. you know? And then someday, as you progress, because I'm sure you're going to end up becoming, like, a big-name thing because you just have that kind of skill. I'm so sure of it, at least. I think you're going to be a fucking huge thing. I but you'll be able to look back at these small sacrifices, these small things, and then say you get an artist or a small up-and-coming artist who's been listening to you. Like, right. yeah, my inspiration was modest. Yeah, this, you know, I would listen to Morning Morning Minute with Modest and that would just get me like, fuck, dude, I want to start writing, right? right? And then he comes and he asks you like, bro, what what kind of advice can you give me? I'm about to go on my first tour. Now you can speak from experience, right? right. Where maybe somebody that just made it big and really doesn't know about the struggle, you have that struggle experience right. to add to, you know, another notch on the belt to say, yeah, I've fucking been there. I've done that. I know what that's like, and I can show you, and I can help you in those kinds of situations, yeah, which bro. is just better for you, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I'm that kind of person, too, you know, just to help when and wherever I can. I remember you giving me rides in the morning to fucking high school. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up in your fucking car, bro, and I would yeah. be like, yes, dude. And you, I remember you, we were always listening to, like, well, it was like Ritz. Tech yeah, Nine, bro, at the time, yeah. Brother Lynch Str- hung, yeah, strange bro, music, strange music, the yeah. whole, f- bro, when I talk about that stuff, bro, people don't know, like, no. how fucking heavy Burna fucked with fucking, like, strange labels, bro. Yeah, bro. If like, you think about it, it was yeah. kind of really hard to, like, There's I remember, a- who was that, Andres? <laughs> remember Andres? I, shout out to him, Andres Cordova, bro. He had strange music socks, bro, and I just remember <laughs> always being like, dude, what the hell did you get those? Yeah, yeah, strange music. Um, it doesn't sound like it in my music, but definitely played a big part. Big of part? My inspiration, you know? And, again, I'm not a fucking horrorcore or anything. Yeah. But just, but just the songwriting and the ability to make people feel a certain type of way about whatever it is that you're speaking about, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, that shit is funny. If you could collab with somebody from Strange's label at any from any point in time, right, who would you? who would it be? And why would you pick that person to be the person that you would collab with? Man. If you had to pick one artist. I don't even if rap, it, and I think it would be... If it, was, if it was for a hook, it would be Chris. Chris Calico, Calico yes, yeah. dude. He's really fucking good with it. If it was for a hook, that... Um, man, if it was for a verse, I would have to say Tech, only because, I mean, he's... He's, he's a legend, you know? yeah. But 
I would want it to be old tech. Old tech? I, yeah, I don't want I don't want new tech. New tech? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Well, bro, I don't really fuck with, like, the club bangers and shit. Like, yeah. That, like, that shit's cool, but I miss, like... Vintage tech. Vintage tech? Yeah. So you're talking like Red Nose. Even like further Further back, back, yeah. Like Mitchell Bade type shit. Okay. Or like T9X. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. heavily like on his drugs and shit. And I mean, that's awful to say, right? Yeah, but... Like, like, I don't don't wish... That that he was was on drugs? Yeah. Yeah. But, But it's just... It's just crazy how... Those kinds of activities you know, really can inspire, inspire some yeah. crazy, crazy thing, like, like music, music or yeah. writings yeah, or anything yeah, in general. Yeah. 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 Any form of creation really. I will say, I think I remember when Rich was still kind of doing the same thing too. It was before he kind of got really into like the high life and stuff. Yeah. Like I remember like white Jesus was really where I first heard him. Bro, I remember Ooh, it was good. The, the first time, Yellow Wolf. Yeah, the first time I ever actually saw Ritz was him opening for Yellow Wolf here, and I'd never heard of him. And I just remember like two or three songs specifically. I was just like, "God damn," you know. And yeah, he's been good. Man, yeah, you know. I agree. I agree. Do you think for your when it comes to your music process, right? Like you making the music, how is it that it comes to you? Are you like? I remember one of your songs. You said, "What did you say?" You said. Am I an artist starving? Or, like, I forget what the, oh, the verse was, but... I know what song you're talking about, but yeah, uh, I Like, what kind of... Can- like, are you a blank canvas, and then just shit just splat comes to you? Or is it more like you sit there, you stare at the canvas, and, like, over time, it just builds... You, you're able to paint small pieces of the picture all together over time? Or is it, like, an all-at-once kind of thing? Like, it just hits you, and you just start writing, and it all encompasses the work you're doing. Uh, it's kind of different every time, but for the most part, I would like to think that it's just, like, a blank canvas, and it's, like, moment momentarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm picky about my beats, too, so, like, I could sit here and listen to beats for an hour and not, like, a single Like thing, a single thing, you know, yeah. Or whatever... But as soon as I hear that one, and I just catch one or two lines of a cadence that I like, I don't even, it doesn't even have to be the words, but just freestyling, any, literally anything. But as soon as I find the cadence, and I'm like, okay, and I write a couple of lines, then I kind of know more or less where I'm going. And honestly, where I'm going is never where I end up, which yeah. is crazy, you know? Because, like, I'll write a couple lines, but then I'll write one, and I'm like, man, but if I really turned it into speaking about this... It would really flow better or whatever, you know? So then by the time I'm done... It's a it's whole other thing. Something than... completely different. Yeah. But, uh... And that's really more so, like, for the morning minute, like... And, I mean, I like to smoke, so... Yeah, you know, more props to you. So unfortunately, I can't, but... <laughs> you know, so... Fucking get it. <laughs> I don't... Blaze up. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to say that that's, like, where my inspiration comes from, but it helps, you know... Just to, think, just to kind of be just, creative. Yeah, just yeah. To, just to think in a different. Get you a little, maybe a little more focused or outside the box, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it too. And I've kind of it's crazy because I used to be a night owl, so like I used to pull all nighters all the time. I could write and work on music all night. All night, yeah. And now I'm a morning person, so like okay, 
Yeah, so it's like, an interesting I, transition. Yeah, so I got to sleep, bro. But like, I if I get up at four or five in the morning, from like five to eight or nine in the morning is like my most productive time of the day. Okay. So, I always try to like write during that time or like if I need to do printing for the shirts or anything like that I try to do it so when it comes or so when it comes to like what the next move is for you right I know that you said you're about to move out to Chicago yeah so what really like kind of like sparked that whole next movement (laughs) yeah that's Gabriel who uh Roberta Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, we're actually recording this podcast uh, live. Um, Modest has actually put it, put it on live on Facebook. So uh, we won't have the actual video matched with the actual audio. But, you know, if you, were, if you do have Facebook and you're friends with me or Modest... Um, You'll be able to catch the video that, uh, you know, saved online. Eventually, I actually, I was t- talking to you about that before we go into the Chicago thing. Yeah. I, I really do want to bring, you know, the the face-to-face kind of thing. Like, see how we have this, right? Yeah. But instead, so I, I'd, like, have, like, a two-mic setup. Of course, And then I yeah. have, like, the, the camera kind of, like, a, a stale, like, not to, like, occasionally switch off because I don't have money for that yet. Yeah. But, you know, just have, like, a stale camera on, like, one side, and then we just get basically seeing the hand gestures. Because when I speak, I have a tendency to speak with my hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to see, like, my hand gestures and my movements and well, stuff yeah, like and that. I th- and I, yeah, and I think it helps for, like, people to know your character, too, you know? Yeah. Being able to just see, see, see how, how you really yeah. are. Because a voice is a lot different from, like... From who, like maybe from the who, person, yeah. yeah. Like there, you can see like their body language and their gestures. And yeah, stuff, bro. I right? could have the shittiest body language, but I could have like an, a a crazy, crazy ass, ass like uh, hype ass voice or some yeah. shit. You know, I agree. But yeah, radio personalities are always interesting. They I are, think. dude. <laughs> this is something. This is something I've always wanted to do, and I'm so happy that actually, again, talking to my about one of my friends actually who really like said, well, if you're really interested in this shit, bro, just fucking do it. Uh, my friend Garcia, actually, he was the one who we were talking about it for a hot minute, and I just kept telling him, like, man, you know, like, I really want to do this podcasting thing, but I just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he's like, well, bro, if you really do want to do this, stop talking and fucking do, do it. it. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. Who cares if it's just, like, on a shitty fucking mic, you know? If people want to listen to you, they're going to listen to you. And then, you know, you can see the progression over time. Yeah, and I yeah, was like, bro. fuck it. And I mean, it really, as cliche as it sounds, you really do have to start somewhere. Somewhere, you know? yeah. Because yeah. if, you, if you don't start, again, you're never... You're never going to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's crazy because I think once once you do do it and you finally... I'm sure once you've recorded your first episode, you know, you're probably like, man... I did. This, I felt this, great. Yeah, I yeah, was like, know? "Oh and my then, god!" I just, I, I did it. And then, as you keep going, you know, you get more comfortable with your voice being recorded or being able to keep a conversation going for your podcast or whatever, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not to, not to try to like steal anything or no, like. No. Pull, I was just, I just thought about that. I was like, no, "What the fuck?" You know? No, it's no, kind of crazy. No, know? yeah, that shit is very true in any aspect. You know, you got to start with, somewhere. You know, yeah, with whatever it is. You want to do makeup tutorials? You got to fucking start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, and you're not going to have a whole lot of followers and it's crazy, but consistency is really the key. It is. No matter what it is that you're doing, you know, and I really found that with morning minute. Yeah. You know, like 
even though like the page doesn't have a whole lot of likes or whatever right and like some weeks are better than others people knowing that i'm gonna be posting a video once a week i think kind of look for it yeah 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 as opposed to me dropping just out of the blue once every seven months or some shit you know like i'm not going to keep a consistent fan base that way yeah to where i think this is really helping me not only like keep my fan base but really keep allow at that and allow people to really fuck with all this extracurricular shit that i have going that isn't music yeah you know because like music isn't what i make money off of but the t-shirt printing, the graphics. Yeah. All that shit is what I make money off of. And the people that fuck with me musically are all the same people that fuck with me for all the same shit. Yeah. You know, so shout out to everybody that really, really supports me because without that support of the shirts and the graphics and all that shit, I mean, the music would still be coming, but again, the opportunity of Chicago and all this other shit would not be happening. Speaking again, to go back to Chicago... What sparked, like, why Chicago, why there of all places, and what do you plan to do there? Uh, I mean, there's a couple reasons. Um, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Chicago. I never thought that I would live there. But uh, my homegirl, Miss Innovate, um, she lives in Chicago. She lived there probably seven or eight years ago. Um, she worked for the Source magazine, and then she had moved back to New Mexico. She's from... Um, San Felipe, I believe. Hey, shout out. But um, we worked with each other at the Tamaya, um, and for, for some reason we just clicked, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because fast forward seven or eight years later of this friendship, you know, she's out in Chicago. She had posted on Facebook that she was trying to rent her extra room that she had. Right. And it had been a couple of months since I had seen that post. Mm-hmm. I just happened to hit her, you know, because I was trying to... I'm always trying to move out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I was trying to get away. Yeah, but um, I'd hit her and I was just like, yo, are you still trying to rent your room? And she was like, yeah, are you interested? And I was like, yeah. And so she happened to be in New Mexico um, right after we had talked. So I got to like actually talk to her face to face. She wanted to be a stepping stone for somebody to have the opportunity to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And... For some reason, I never thought Chicago, but everything seems to be lining up to The stars Chicago. are just pointing that yeah. way, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy because, like, um, I just got into custom rug making, and her son's dad is a pretty well-known artist, um, mm-hmm. like, in the Milwaukee and Chicago area. Yeah. And he's always doing murals for the cities and shit, but he is looking for a custom rug maker. Yeah. And so when she said that, I was just like, bro, like, I'm literally just getting into that. By the time I get to Chicago, I'll know what the fuck I'm doing. So let me be, yeah. let me be his rug maker, right? And during COVID, I worked my fucking ass off, bro. I was able to stack money enough to be able to go to Chicago comfortably, not necessarily have to look for a job right away, but really give my chance to pursue all this extracurricular shit that I have going. Right. Like, really push the graphic design, really network out there, mm-hmm. musically, rug making, art, you know. Yeah, like, whatever, like, the, yeah, the whole shebang. Yeah, whatever happens to pop off over there. Right. But 
to really invest 24 hours a day of my time into it rather than going to a 9 to 5 for 12 hours a day and having maybe one or two hours in the morning and a few hours at night right. to really focus. I'm excited to really be able to put all of my energy into all this other shit that I love. Right. You know? And I don't know. Like I said, Chicago just seemed to line, line itself up. up. Yeah, yeah, like um, I'll be going on tour when I'm in Chicago too. So the tour will be um, with Twister and Busybone and Landon Wordswell. As far as I know, the dates haven't been released yet. They should be released in a couple of weeks. But again, you know, um, right when I moved to Chicago, I'm supposed to open up for Twista mm-hmm. um, at the House of Blues. I would have never had that opportunity. Yeah. Never would have never even been considered for that show had I not been moving out there. Yeah. You know? And I think me making that move to Chicago really shows certain people, right? Like um, my homegirl, Miss Innovate, um, Landon Wordswell, who took me on tour and is taking me on tour again. Um, My creative homies that have um, their own clothing brands out here and stuff, you know? Like all this shit I've been trying to manifest and really talk about, and I complain about being here, um... And having to work, you know, yeah. to not really put all my effort into this. And I finally worked my ass off enough to give myself the opportunity to pursue it. Yeah. You know, so as crazy as it, like, sounds to people, you know, when I tell people, oh, I'm going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, Mexico to Chicago, what that's is a out, fucking, what's yeah. out there for you? Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because how do I explain it? Yeah. You know, it's opportunity. That's honestly you know? what it, what it, it should be is whatever you say it is, you know? That, and that's true. And it's crazy that like just the looks that I get yeah. from saying that it's opportunity or whatever, you know? And it's like, but if only you knew what, what it took what, yeah, to well, get not, here. Yeah, not only what it took, but where I could really be in a year from now if I really put my head down and network the way that I like planned to yeah, like in Chicago, to, yeah. you know? And, you know, I think this speaks... I always... I talk to, oh, to a lot of my friends when we talk about, like, life in general, right? And the one constant in this universe is change. Everything's always changing from, like, the weather, every second that goes by, from especially your personality. Every, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, especially here in New Mexico, weather doesn't know what the fuck it wants to make its mind up for. for but, you know, coming out of your comfort zone can be an amazing experience. There, you know, there's another old saying, you know, fortune favors the bold, Right. And here you are. Fortune is favoring you being bold, stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping into a whole new area, right? Your one connect being, you know, your friend that offered you this position in this place where you could stay there, right? And now here you, and you saving up and working your ass off tirelessly so you could have money, so you could actually invest time into these extracurricular activities that you do have available to you now, right? And now because you're stepping out of the comfort zone, because you went into that direction, right? Because you've done all these things, now all of a sudden you're going to open up at the House of Blues for a whole other fucking tour. You're being taken on tour. Uh, you know, your homeboy is about to have like a new rug fucking maker, right? And you just happen to get into it at perfect timing again, Right? Fortune, once again, showing it's favoring you because you've been bold enough to step out of your comfort zone and you worked your ass off to get to this point, right? And I think that just, it's something that a lot of people, I think they need to work on is that 
you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping into these new lights, even though it might be a little uncomfortable and unknown in the beginning, can yield massive benefits to you because you actually decided to do it. Even this whole podcast thing that I'm doing, right? Having you here on my podcast is, uh, and to say my podcast, I know a lot of people are actually starting to get into it. And I like shout out to my friend Oos, who actually just has uh, just started up the Big Head podcast, but. Like all, he told me, he's like, bro, when I seen you doing that, I, it made me want to do it. Yeah. And you know what? Even though I, I'm not like some big podcaster or anything like that, to hear that one person felt so compelled and inspired to step out of their comfort zone and do something like that yeah. is just like, what? It's, it's a weird feeling, you know? I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, I feel you, honestly. Um and it's crazy that you were talking about, uh, what was it, fortune favors the bold? Mm-hmm. Not so much, like, on that kind of trip, but I had heard something the other day. Man, I know I'm not quoting it right, but something similar to you have to be, you have to seem like the crazy one in order to, like, uh, not manifest, but, like, really see through what, what your vision is, mm-hmm. right? Because nobody else knows what the fuck you're trying to do on any on any scale Anything, for, yeah. for anybody. Yeah. You know? I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do with this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, other than the fact that you wanted me on here, and yeah. I know that you were starting it in Japan. Yeah. You know, but, like, it's just crazy that you really have to push the boundaries and seem crazy to a lot of people. And like, then, yeah, they're going to look at get the and, weird looks, and, get the weird reactions. Yeah, but then once it manifests, right, then people are going to be like, oh, shit, okay, now I understand. Now I fuck with you. Now, and now I understand what you're trying to do, you know, and it's, and it's like that for every entrepreneur, every creator, mm-hmm. you know, as an artist, and any artist, you know, a painter, you don't know if your painting is going to pop off. Yeah. But the only way to really know is to just keep doing it. Yeah, and then know? see what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all a gamble. I mean, life in general itself is a gamble. And you could look at it, life in the same aspect as like, not. we could almost call it a career field. You know, the hobbies that you have are also gambles, right? Because, for example, I just in the same fashion that you started doing this music thing, right? And it wasn't about oh, I'm doing this for the fucking fame. I'm, I'm clout chasing. You know, it wasn't about yeah, yeah. the clout and it wasn't about the fame. Sure. And it was just, yeah. yeah, and it, it's about yeah. your passion and it, and it shows, right? And that I feel like in, in the same way that I kind of relate to that because when I started this, it was on like kind of like a semi-shitty mic. It was okay. And it was like, okay, I really don't think, I don't know who the fuck's going to want to listen to me. You know, a lot of, I just know that I talk a lot, (laughs) like I talk a a fuckload and you know, people might want to listen, people might not want to fucking listen, you know? And I just said, you know what? Screw it. You know, if people want to listen to me, they're going to listen to me. If not, then screw it. I guess fuck it. I I guess I'll have a new following, you know? And now to say that I started in Japan and I like from friends to other fucking artists to now I have you here. And a shout out also again to uh, K Lane. He's actually a hip hop artist out from a rapper from Philly, and I had him on here just two episodes ago. Oh, word. and we were talking about what that was like, and I was like, I almost moved to Philly, <laughs> bro. He, 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 was, he was telling me all the wild shit that Philly has out there, and he brought over his friend named Brazy, and shout out to Brazy too. Like, boy, it, it, it's just been an experience, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm absolutely loving that every time. I make a podcast every time I do something. 
I'm always getting new experience. Yeah, bro, and I, you're like I, uh, like we were talking about the last time we had linked up about you going to New York, you know, and all the opportunity and just it's a networking opportunity, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, all the, and all the different kinds of people that you're gonna experience, experience out there, you know, yeah, and be able to interview or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Japan's like, semi prepared me enough for it, and when I say that, I mean in the fact that like. Well, for those of the people that did know me when I was at uh, Fort Campbell, I was a completely different person, bro. I mean, I was still fresh out of, like, you know, growing, right? Like, as I joined the military straight out of high school, like, out the gate, right? Yeah. And there was, a, there was an, like, an era of, like, pride, cockiness, and, like, a lot of anger in me, right? So I was very immature. I mean, not to say that I'm not now, you know? I mean, maybe I've matured a lot more since then, but yeah. I think I still have plenty of room to grow, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we never Always. stopped growing, right? But, like, I think Japan prepared me in my ability to be a little more calm and in control of my emotion. I think it's prepared me for New York because I know damn well there's going to be some angry-ass motherfuckers in New York, bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I feel like my patience is going to be tested there, but I feel like I'm kind of ready, and I'm kind of excited. My friend Zach told me that, he's like, you got to think about it, bro. He's like, you've been able to, even though you don't like it, you've been able to thrive in adversity, bro. And he's like, I think that we should look at adversity with grace and happiness. And I'm like, what the fuck, why? Right? But we as humans, we fucking thrive on adversity. We can take the shittiest situation or climate or environment and be like, bitch, I live there. I don't give a fuck about the sun. Go ahead and blast me. Like, it's hot as shit, but I'm still doing my thing, right? I'm yeah. under a lot of pressure. I'm under a lot of heat, but I'm and still doing my thing. Yeah, and it's crazy, but it really does take a, a special type of person to have that type of adversity, though, you know? Because there, there's always two sides of it. You right. know, you're going to have that one person that's, oh, man. Yeah, what, oh, what, what, um, whatever, the, whatever the situation is, it's burdening mm-hmm. them. Rather than trying to flip the situation into a positive thing mm-hmm. for whatever, whatever it whatever is, whatever the yeah. situation is, All right? You know, and I think that has also like that has also contributed to why I'm where I'm at now mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm that way as a person. You know, like right. regardless of whatever situation. And if you listen to my morning minutes, you I'm sure I've mentioned it no. at least ten times in the past twenty five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just but just really being adverse. You know, being able to to embrace that. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, I think an aspect that we can both share and like talk about is that we're both going to a crazy part of the States, right? And we're going into this next section of our lives. It's an unknown, unexplored, uncharted territory for us, right? Obviously not uncharted territory, actually, but in terms of like us, I've never been to New York before, Yeah. and I, I mean, I'm not going to New York City, I'm going to be like upstate New York, like Rochester, Albany, yeah. uh, Utica, stuff like that, Syracuse, and it's going to be like a whole whole new experience, I don't know what to expect, I know that the Canadian border is right there, and I know that like uh, New York City is like five hours away, but Damn. I'm just, I'm ready for whatever is about to happen, you know? Yeah, bro, and that's how I feel about Chicago, um... Since I've known that I'm going out there every single day that I <laughs> that I wake up, I'm just like in the greatest 
greatest, greatest of moods, moods. No. yeah. But because I know that if I really put in the work right now in these last couple of months that I'm here, mm-hmm. I could really set myself up. up. Yeah. Like even more so than I've kind of already set myself up. And then just to really like my whole thing is to just fully, fully, 100% take advantage of every opportunity that's presented to me out there, you know, from the rug making to the touring to... Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever like, comes your way. Yeah, yeah, literally just networking out there. That's my biggest thing. I agree. And I know. think that's something, like hearing you talk about it, I try to remind myself. I, a lot of my friends have always said that the military is like one of the greatest opportunities for networking, right? So I'm trying to like make sure that when I get there, I'm like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. I got to get out there and I got to network. I got to network. But I'm the kind of guy that like I find it easy to make a lot of friends because I'm not, I don't think I can just be categorized in just one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a huge fucking geek. Like go ahead and hit me with some questions from fucking Marvel, DC. Hit me with some fucking Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter, whatever, yeah. bro. I'm fucking, I'm in it. Video games, I'm there. Yeah. What's up? Played fucking sports in high school. Okay, I have a little bit of a, a touch up in there. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not really into like basketball or fucking like yeah, see, football. It, like, you were really yeah, big into yeah, that, but see, I, you know, that's yeah, another avenue. Yeah, see, and what's crazy is I'm like the exact opposite, right? Like, I'm not a huge gamer. Like, I literally only know how to play like Madden and 2K. <laughs> you know? Are those even games, bro? <laughs> Fuck Madden and those, 2K, are bro. Those <laughs> are those even games, bro? <laughs> Fuck Madden. Fuck 2K. I hate those games now. Keep going. No, for real, but like, but it's just crazy, you know, like, that even like as opposite. Because literally, every, like, bro, I've never fucking really watched Harry Potter, never seen fucking Star Wars. Never watched Lord of the Wing the the Wings. The Wings. <laughs> Lord, Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. But you know, but it's just like I don't know. It's just crazy that like even as opposite as that shit is, right? You know that there's still so much common ground between mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. And why why is it not that it seems like, you know, like with everyday day, yeah, yeah, on the everyday interactions. I don't know, dude. I, I think it's just boundaries, and a lot of people are just really afraid to get, like, to actually take the time to get to know an, another person. Like, the military is perfect example of this, bro. You have jocks, you got thugs, you got nerds, and you got the whole, like, LGBTQ, like, community all sitting together like we were all supposed to be together from the start. And, like, there was never any kind of class to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're all just sitting there bullshitting, <laughs> grilling, talking shit, smoking, drinking, getting drunk as shit on a weekend, out talking about how shitty the work week was. Yeah. And, like, just shooting the shit. Like, it was just, like, we all were meant to be there. And, like, being able to share these different walks of life. And, like, you're talking about, right? Like, I'm a completely, like, different kind of, like, vibe from, like, maybe what you have to offer, Right. You know, I did wrestling in high school, and you were a really, really big-time fucking basketball player in high school, which uh, was also really fucking dope. And you have, like, this other avenue of approach that I don't really have, you know? But even then, still, I can still find a way to, like, interact with people. Like, okay, even though he might be a little more different from me, I can still find a way to, like, find the common ground and be like, what's up, bro? Like, you trying to listen to a podcast? What's up? Yeah. And it's crazy for me to, like... Because I feel like I'm I'm an empath, right? Like, I feel like I can relate to any situation, mm-hmm. even though, like, I haven't been in it or whatever. And not fully, of course, to the full extent. But just, uh, 
I don't know, I just have a lot of empathy for people's situations, mm-hmm. and bro, I fucking hate it sometimes. Yeah, why? <laughs> just because it gets me in a in, lot like, of... In, like, weird, sh- like, vibes and stuff, or what? Yeah, and just, like, dumb situations, mm-hmm. because I always give people the benefit of the doubt and shit, you know, and that always bites me in the ass. Bro, something my mom, <laughs> like, hammered into my brain as hard as she could, and still to this day hammers to my brain. She's like, don't trust anybody, I don't care how close you think they are. Don't trust anybody. And she said, she gave me a really co- good quote. She said, betrayal never comes from your enemies. It always comes from a friend. And I was like, hmm. And, you know, I feel like sometimes we experience that. Like, there was one person, I'm not going to shout out any names because I'm not that kind of person. But there was one person who, I mean, we were acquaintances. And I will say acquaintance. I feel like people are afraid to use the word acquaintance. Like, they're like, oh, he was my friend. I'm like, it didn't seem like he was your friend. I think he was more of an acquaintance. I'm like, no, 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 it was... Uh, and I'm like, no, just say yeah. that he was an acquaintance. No, bro, bro, use the fucking word, bro. Yeah, and I, bro, I always call people out on, like, when they just think everybody is their friend. I was and, like, like... Not, like, call them out, but I'm just like, bro, like, just realize, you know, like... You realize know, the you situation. Even, yeah, you don't even know this person. Well, he was, like, asking me, he's like, bro, you know, when am I going to be on your pod? Like, he, he didn't even, like, really ask me. He was like when is this podcast between me and you going to happen, bro? And I was like, oh, that's crazy, this podcast. What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, bro, like, when am I going to be on there? And I was like, what makes you think that you're going to be on there? I was like, not to be, like, aggressive or mean or anything, but I was like, what makes you think you're going to be on there? He's like, oh, I'd be great to be on your podcast, bro, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, bro, you got a lot of ego going on here, bro. Like, I don't know. You didn't even fucking ask me. You're just over here spouting off, like, like, you own my fucking pocket. Like, what? You know? And I'm not trying to be mean or anything about that, but I feel like, especially as an artist, right, and you have merch, right? Do you ever get approached by some people that are maybe, like, acquaintances, and they're like, yeah, bro, when am I going to get that free t-shirt, bro? When am I going to get that free print? Yeah, and it's crazy, because it's not even really people that are acquaintances. It's more of my friends. Really? Yeah. That's a I weird. Mean, yeah, and not all of them. A lot of my friends do pay, but, and I mean, and it's weird, you know, like, cause I make a lot of custom shit for people too. Mm-hmm. So like, as soon as I like do one shirt for somebody mm-hmm. and they like reorder with me, then they're like, oh, so I'm going to get a discount, right? Oh, so I get or, a discount after I, I paid the full price? No. Yeah. And what's crazy, bro, is like, if only people knew the discounts, I like give them always, already al- always, bro, like. I don't know. I'm just not that money hungry, you know, like... I don't think it's even about being money hungry. I think it's a I, respect thing. Well, that, Me, I, personally, I think it's a respect thing yeah, because... Yeah, I'm just a personable person, you know? Like, I don't... I want to. I want you to be wearing my shirt. Right. If you only have fucking $8 and I'm selling it for 12 I'm going to sell it to you for, for $8. For 8 right, you yeah. Know? But I think whatever. it's. I think it's a respect thing for you. The, not for you, but I mean, like, it should be about, like, you know, you're not balling in money like fuck you're not like drake or fucking like i don't know like travis scott you know you're you're not exactly sitting on like millions of dollars right so i'm not gonna want to take away even though you're not like struggling right i'm no i don't want to take away from you like if you set that price okay i respect that that's what that price is and i always pay like for me right i never i still haven't even though i love your music and we're fucking family I still have not seen you live in concert. And never once have I ever been like, yo, bro, yeah. give me some free tickets. I, in fact, usually try to buy tickets for your show and then be like, yo, just get, hand them bitches out, bro. Yeah, yeah, see, and like, 
not only do I appreciate that, whoever ends up going to the show, definitely, but, like, bro, that shit isn't ever gonna go unnoticed, you know, like, if yeah. I, if I end up on, in New York for tour, bro, let me I'm fucking de- know I'm there, bro, bro, like, with a quickness, you know, but, like, I'm definitely getting you into that show, because you bought three or four fucking tickets already, you know, that yeah. you couldn't even go to, and a lot of people don't even do that, a lot of people don't even come out to the show, yeah, you know, and, like, that's cool, I don't even give a fuck, honestly, because the 20 people that are there, He's, I know, he's, are, gonna, are fuck with you, yeah, yeah and they're yeah, gonna follow you with this shit, right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's been my whole thing, this whole music shit, you know, like, people always freak out that I'm not on streaming services other than SoundCloud, bro, what sense does it make for me to pay $50 to United Masters to get distributed and to do all this shit for promo for Spotify and all this, and I'm not gonna get... Sh- I'm, I don't have the pool for streams to make fucking money off of Spotify. Yeah. You know, I'll maybe make my $50 back per month or whatever whatever it is. But, like, really, I make my money off of being personable, off yeah. building personal, personal relationships. Relationships, right. I would much rather not you not have heard me on Spotify, but you catch me at a show and you somehow sparked a conversation with me, mm-hmm. but... I laced you with a shirt mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And they're like, but, what, what is that? Who is that? You, or like today, bro. Like, for example, like the the, the beanie, right? Yeah. I was in Santa Fe. Don't even know who these random ass dudes are. I'm just trying to mind my own business, you know, go to the bathroom. I don't know where they, they recognize it says modest. And they're like, is that so-and-so on SoundCloud? And I was like, yeah. And it was such a weird experience to have because... I've never, like, not to say that I, I don't think that you're popping, right? Yeah. Just that I've never been approached like that. But maybe it's because I've, I guess, I don't know, I wasn't always yeah, out in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Japan. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm somewhere else in the world, you know? No, you, but, but that is crazy that it's, like, even out here. Because I feel like New Mexico, I'm the least popping in. Really? Well, That's interesting. I, bro, I never focused on here. I'm not about the local game. Mm. I don't really give a fuck about the local game out here. I fuck with a lot of people out here, but my... Your M.O. Uh, isn't yeah, like, yeah. yeah. My mission is not to be a popping Albuquerque artist. I want to be popping in Cali and Colorado and Chicago. Chicago. You know? Yeah. And once I get popular out there, I'm going to become popular out here. Yeah, it's just going to flow right back to, yeah. to New Mexico. Yeah, to where if I focus on out here, I'm never going to become popular out, out there. Out there. Facts, bro. You know? Yeah, and so that's, that's literally been my approach since the beginning. Which is why I never really play Albuquerque shows, but I always play Denver. Yeah. You know? And now I know when I go to Denver, I have people that come out. Yeah. You know? Or if I were to do an album release party in Denver, I know that that shit would probably be popping. Right, you right. You know, because of all the connections. And, bro, I keep in touch with every fucking person. Right. As much as I can, you know? Of course, I get caught up in my shit. Right. But, like, every real connection that I've ever made on tour, I'm still very close. Like almost closer friends with those people than I am with my actual friends that are here in New Mexico. That is funny that you say that because just to talk about like something to relate to, it's funny that, you know, when I joined the military, right, and you have your friends from back home, right, you know, you expect that same love to still be there, right? So I leave for months at a time and then I come back because everybody's like, yo, fucking when you coming back, hit me up, slide through, bro, I want to see you, I want to hang out. And then, you know, from the 25 people that said, oh, I still fuck with you, you're my boy, let me come see you, all of a fucking sudden, 
the excuses come, they don't, they cancel, or they just straight up just fucking ghost. Yeah. And then I'm gone, and all of a sudden it's, oh, wait, why the fuck didn't you see me? But the people that I just fucking met, the people who I just like are now in my squad or in my platoon, right? Those people, I'm gone for like a week. Bro, when the fuck are you coming back from vacation, bro? Let's fucking go to the club, bro. Let's go to the bar. Let's go kick it. Let's go play some fucking games, bro. Yeah. I got people in Japan that, like, I was only gone. Like, I just made the fucking, like, long-ass flight from Okinawa to fucking New Mexico. And, the ne- like, by the time I'm finally in New Mexico, all of a sudden, like, my phone's getting blown up. All the people in Japan... From my Japanese friends to, like, my Marine Corps friends, Navy, all the people that I met out there, yeah. all of a sudden, they're the ones blowing my phone up, talking about, bro, I fucking miss you, bro. I, I, I'm, like, we got to link up when we're in the States again. And it's a weird, like, dynamic that you say that, you know, you, these friends that you made on tour, even though you just really met them, they're the ones that are like, yo, bro, I, let's, yeah. I miss you, bro. Yeah, and see, like, for me, like, the love with my friends here is still there. And even though it may not seem seem that way, right? Like, we may not always be in touch, or I may not always be showing up to your fucking barbecue or whatever. Or parties or pad yeah. and shit, yeah. You know, but, like, the love for you is still there. Mm-hmm. I'm just at a way different place in my life where I'm relating more to these people that I'm meeting on tour because we're doing the same thing. Same thing, thing right, yeah. You know, to where... You might so, still be doing the same yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, to where some of my friends have families now, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like, I'm literally by myself, mm-hmm. you know? So if I plan, if I, like, I could literally do whatever, you know, to where sometimes it takes a couple of months for you to even be able do to come, something, through, yeah. come through the studio or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't think know? it but should be just, a negative thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. it's not a negative thing at all. It's just... Again, just different situ- place. Situ- yeah, situational, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think my friends and I have a good like understanding. understanding of yeah, that, you know. Well, I mean, I I talked to my friend Alec about this just recently. So iron sharpens iron, right? So copper and bronze are still valuable metals, right? But they're not going to sharpen iron. They're not going to sharpen steel, right? Steel sharpens steel. Iron sharpens iron. The same kind of likeness of another person that you have like commonality with sharpens you and your skills right like can hone you right and it's not to say that the other people that are those other things aren't valuable right it's just that you've kind of outgrown that kind of level not to say that they're beneath you or that you're above it's just that you're not in the same place as you were where you guys might have the same kind of common ground not to say that the the friendship or relationship isn't there either it's just you guys are in different places of your life you know yeah and like you said it teaches you different things right Mm -hmm. so all these people i'm meeting on tour are teaching me about the shit i'm really trying to pursue Mm -hmm. but my homies that have families are teaching me about family um, yeah what it's gonna be like to be a father or mother and and shit but seeing seeing them grow as men you know yeah like to handle to handle their shit or just like uh, I went and had dinner with my homie Avatar like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, this is like the first like actual family dinner mm-hmm. that I've had in who knows who knows how, how long. long? Yeah. You know, other than Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or Christmas, the normal shit. You yeah. know, but like, I don't fucking have a family. Like, like uh, of uh, uh, your own family. sort of like yeah, like you know? wife, children, yeah, your own type yeah. shit. So, yeah. So that seeing that kind of shit is cool. It you is. Know? It's you know? it's and weird like, to see like at least for me, right? Like. I leave, 
And it, it's kind of selfish of me to like kind of think that things are going to be the same way when I come back, right? And that's something that I had to like kind of mature about as the military kind of showed me. Yeah. It's like because I'd leave and I'd come back and I would like, you know, leave again. But when I came back, I'd expect things to still be the same way. And then I'd be like, damn, life really does fucking go on, you know? Like, my, my homegirl, Dana, she had her, her kid, and I remember that was, like, such a fucking wild thing to even think about. Like, somebody that, like, one of my inner circle kind of, like, really close friends has a kid is, like, you know, their life's progressing and stuff, and it's just, yeah. it's both happy and wild to see because it's just, like, another, it's proof to me that life, and like, I am getting older, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm still young, obviously. I'm not fucking, like, old, old or anything yeah. like that, but it's just, it's kind of a weird thing to see that, like, as life is as my life is progressing so too are like my peers Everyone and everybody's is. still like doing i like to see growth you know yeah. what i mean like i like to see my friends get better you know yeah and everybody's life progresses at a different <coughs> different rate Pace. too you know and it shouldn't be a race either some people no. think that like and I, I was talking to one of my friends about this she was like i feel like i always compare myself to people and i'm like you shouldn't you know life's not a fucking race it's a marathon everybody runs this this fucking this run at a different kind of pace. And you just because somebody else is running it at a faster pace doesn't mean that you need to try and match that kind of pace, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I mean the the whole thing about a marathon, yes, it's to, you're racing. You're yeah, trying, racing. You're, you're trying to come in first, but really... It's about finishing. The, the goal is finishing. Finishing, yeah. Yeah. And proving to yourself that, that you, you can, can do run. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's really for every, it applies to everything, you know, and I feel like that's I how I re- that's how I really approached everything, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's why Your things things have was like gone good, yeah, or worked out, you know, because I've just had that kind of approach for everything. Yeah, when it comes to your music. Do you plan to still continue the... I know that you're talking about, like, you know, you're going to perform at the uh, uh, the Blues House or whatever. Yeah, House of and, Blues. Or House of Blues, sorry. And you're going to be pursuing these extracurricular art, art, uh, activities. Wow, I can't fucking talk now. <laughs> but <clears throat> I was thinking, is there going to be more lo-fi? Is there still going to be more Morning Minute with Modest? Is that still going to continue and follow you to Chicago? Or is that going to maybe take a small hiatus while you focus on other avenues? Nah, that shit's still going to continue. Like, <laughs> I, I, Bro, I can't, I can't wait to have one Morning Minute based in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and the next week is going to be in Chicago. In Chicago. You know, with a completely different background. Dude, if I can recommend shit. any kind of background, bro, I would recommend, again, like the bean, right? So it's called the bean. It's yeah. just this giant silver fucking bean. If I could, I would say do it there, bro. It's plenty of footwork, so as you rap, people could probably hear you and listen, so it'd be yeah. like a great way to get like exposure yeah. while also having like a really nice background. Because if I remember right, I think one of the Great Lakes is also just in view of the oh, bean word. as well. So it's like a really, and there's like a park there. It's near like a lot of really nice stuff. Yeah, see, and like my whole setup for Chicago is going to be completely different than it is here. Ooh, okay. Like, well, like here, I'm able to pull up, you know, my the trunk of my fucking car is like the studio. Yeah. Where I have my computer set up and I'm able to set up everything. And like in Chicago, my plan is to have everything out of that backpack. Right. So I would literally be holding my computer, that way it could record, and instead of it being on a mic stand like this, mm-hmm. I would just be holding the mic, the mic. in my hand. Right. So I'd be walking around downtown, or 
maybe not like walking with the fucking computer in my hand, but I'm, that's what I'm going to have to figure out, right? Right. Because, I mean, I'll have my car out there, but I'm really trying to get the spots in Chicago that are like... Like really pop, kind yeah, of popping, yeah, kind of hot. Like car, not car accessible, you know, like I want to be in the crowd of people right? or whatever, you know. So... Um, I would no, say like, be aware, like with all the positivity and like the good vibes that we have, Chicago's still just like a oh, wild fucking oh, yeah, place, bro. you know. And yeah, like, that shit's gonna be you nice. know, just thinking about like not trying to like damper like the mood or anything like that. I would just think about like, I don't know, the maybe it's just me being cautious and stuff. I just think about like, you know. You what if us? What if some? Yeah. What if some dude? Oh, look at this yeah. fucking dude over here walking around with this fucking laptop. Oh, he ain't got no car, no homies around him. Man, I'm about to hit a lick real fucking quick. Yeah. You know, and so I would say just obviously. I mean, I know you have. You probably have your own like thought process for that. Just be yeah. very aware because as much as you know, as beautiful as Chicago is, and as much as the world has oh, to yeah, offer shit, you, that shit's grimy, bro. It's still fucking. <laughs> yeah. And my friend uh, Daily. Bernard Daly, I love that. I love that dude. He's a real good friend of mine. He was like, <clears throat> "Oh yeah, boy, you about to be out there with them slimy dudes, real slimy. You about to go to New York? Woo! They about to be real slime out there, bro." He's like, "You better be careful." And I was like, "I'm gonna try and be as positive as I can be, but I mean, I'm also not gonna be no like fucking pushover. Like if some yeah. dude's like, "What's up?" I'm gonna be like, "What's up then? What's yeah. up? You know, like let's get it then. Yeah. You wanna get it? Fuck you." <laughs> like. Maybe I should. Maybe I should be more like. <laughs> everybody's probably gonna be a fucking hothead anyway in New York. So if I say what's up, then everybody's probably like, okay, then right here. That's what I've heard about New York. There's a lot of like. It's it's the tra- I feel like it's a traffic because it, from what I was Bro, told, driving out there is gonna be day. crazy. Like hours of traffic. <laughs> yeah, like not just that. like I'm stuck in traffic for like. 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes yeah. uh, like hours and hours of traffic, honking, people cutting each other off and stuff. It's like, yeah, I couldn't even imagine that. Fuck that. And then, t- like, just take public transportation. I'm like, bro, I just think about, like, maybe it's, like, also media, on, right? On the subway, yeah. Yeah, I think about, like, movies and shit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the subway. I'm going to get fucking robbed real fucking quick, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting how... Like you said, media, media take shit. like we, I feel like we we think it. a lot about it. Like it, it gives us these preconceived notions of what things are gonna be. Yeah, see, and, and that's that's how I feel about Chicago. Is that's all we hear about is the murders, the murders, and shit, the you know? shootings, and shit. And like, yeah, and I mean, of course, be cautious. And I mean, that's what everybody has been preaching to me. But again, the thought process, and I, bro, I swear, I always, always, always think differently. Like from whoever it is that's like telling me, but. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, like, just on the opposite, you know, like... Yeah, you know what? Things are going to try to be more positive, think positive about it. Like, I've seen all the shit in the media, so I know that all that shit is there. yeah. You know? So I know to watch out for that. But what is all the beautiful shit? All the other shit that we don't talk about. Yeah, that I haven't seen and that I can really experience and embrace out there. Because I'm like, bro, if my homie Haley and her son can survive in Chicago... yeah. Like who? I'm who the fuck with? am I? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, I can could do survive. It. You yeah. know, like I don't, I don't foresee myself being on the south side. Yeah, in, like some trap house or some shit. You yeah, know? like whatever mod is. No. Yeah, yeah, like, like that. Like <laughs> that's performing just, in a trap house yeah, on the south side. Yeah, yeah, like that's. I just don't foresee that. You know. Yeah. And never would I ever put myself in in that those kind positions. Of yeah, you know. But I mean. You never know either. Yeah. Life's crazy, yeah. right? But, you know, I think it's funny, you know, talking about how, like, all we see from these places, like from New York, 
or from uh, Philly or from Chicago, right? All you hear about are like the death rates, the shootings, the crime, the theft, right? That's all you hear about. And it's weird that we as humans continue to gravitate easily to negative shit. Yeah. You see like a shooting video, you don't, you're not, your thought isn't, oh, fuck that, scroll away. It's like, okay, let me see this video. What the fuck happened? And you're like, ugh. But, you know, even though you know what's about to happen, you click the video anyway. Yeah. You still, you, you immediately you see it and you're like, okay, I want to watch that. Or if it like only shows it up to a certain point, you're like, well, now I want to see what the go, fuck yeah. happened to it. I got to go find the other piece to it, right? But we, there's so much happiness and like actual beautiful shit to experience that isn't isn't explained isn't shown right it's a whole other avenue of approach to look at but for some reason it's always the negative that you hear in the media and it's never man this shit's beautiful you got to come out here yeah you know yeah and i think if any percentage of that shit were to change you know i think it would really have a a big effect effect on everybody as a society i agree just to actually have have some positivity other than like what you're trying to create because then at some point you know if you're like it depends on the person mm-hmm. but i feel like a lot of people get jealous too you know if mm-hmm. you come at me with too much positivity yeah and i don't have anything the, the, really the good going on yeah yeah, yeah. Then i'm gonna be like well what the fuck you yeah like, like, how come gable could be fucking happy but i'm, I'm not doing this or yeah. whatever you know and so again i just think I've caught myself doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I won't even lie. I've caught myself like, oh, so I've seen I. somebody like, and I, it's weird that I have to even mentally remind myself like, dude, why the fuck? I'm not no hating ass dude. I mean, like, what, what's wrong with me? Is that really shouldn't be weird. I think the weird thing is people that don't fucking do that, right? Yeah. Like, don't check themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I find myself doing that all the time. And like, even on a local level, I'll see a local artist do something yeah and i'll i'll like scroll past it at first and and then i'm like wait a second you know like that's actually dope yeah you know and if i had that opportunity or whatever you know then i'd expect the same kind of positivity right yeah Yeah. that same kind of feedback i think about that all the time because i I see a lot of my friends sometimes they start popping off or like one of my friends who who starts like who isn't as pop maybe not as popular but like maybe doesn't have as much to start on for their, like, their podcast or, you know, something they're starting off with, right? Like, I, sh- I feel like, oh, maybe I should have a bigger following already by now. And this person just yeah. started, and all of a sudden they're, they're here, and I've been doing this for so long, and yeah. I'm here. And it's like, sometimes I'll have to catch myself, and I'll be like, dude, so? Like, they're fucking doing their thing. Good, good for them that they're actually popping, that they're, shitted, they're being successful, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't like that I... I feel like, again, there's always room for growth. And again, I think that's one of my like growth things is that I, I got to get to a point where it's not that I have to check myself. It's that the check doesn't it's, even come yeah. in the first place. It's like I, I'm trying to elevate myself to that point where I can just be like, yeah, I'm fucking happy for you. I don't have to like make the mental note to be like, be happy. Stop fucking being such a yeah. negative little bitch. You know, shout that person out. You know, share their shit, share their music, share that, you know, their work or support them as an artist or as a content creator. Rather than hating on it or like trying to just ah oh, fuck that I don't I don't want to see that yeah 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 I agree and I uh, I always catch myself too like I might feel a certain way about it in the moment but if I just give myself like five or five ten, or ten minutes, minutes? To, to not even like think about it but just to go on with my day mm-hmm. and then you return to and then, it yeah and then later on that day I'm gonna be like you know what I remember when 
whoever posted that this shit happened to them. Yeah. You know, and I remember scrolling past it and why did I do that? Right. So then I'll go back to their page and like find the post to... To like actually like look at it, whatever. like, check it yeah. out or whatever, read it. Yeah, I agree. I think that throughout this entirety of this podcast, I'm glad that we've been able to discuss like from your music career to where you're going, what the plan is, what the move is. Yeah, and it's dope because this is like the first time I've really... Like, I, I give little hints that I'm moving on social media and shit. First time really talking about yeah, it. So. Yeah, but yeah, no one really knows like what what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. And yeah... I agree. No, but they'll but they'll see they'll, they'll see. see soon you know well yeah you know see here pretty <laughs> soon hopefully like you said you're gonna be popping off and i wish you nothing but the best you know I pre- yeah i appreciate you and same with this bro i could definitely see this shit i hope that in, i, in I have York. plans to do something like you know go to like a coffee shop bring my mic and shit set up in like a public area my problem is i'm just thinking about like ah, there's gonna be like a lot of noise a lot of like other like sounds and shit yeah. so i'm trying to think about like how to work around that but i do want to start like taking my uh, podcasts and stuff and take it out into the public That'd and like dope. record at scenes and then add the level like you know bring the GoPro set it up and then have like I'm doing my podcast in a bar or a coffee station right and then you see the people passing by or you know you can yeah. see the scenery and shit yeah. hey thank you for my cup of coffee right yeah. you know stuff like that. so I have this is still you know again change right it's always it's the constant in everything and to resist change is to resist progress and resist the natural flow of things you know and just like how you're not resisting it right you you took the step and now now that you're maybe you were going away uh, against the flow right maybe I'm not saying that you were maybe you were and now that you've taken this step and you decided to go down the river instead of you know fight the stream now all of a sudden everything is just in the path for you yeah. and so i wish you nothing but the best uh go ahead and tell all the people in japan in the world that do listen to me uh <laughs> like where they can follow you and like what your names are what where they can see your shit bro yeah shout out to you guys by the way um and to this dude for putting you guys on to me but uh again i go by modest music a lo-fi hip-hop artist out of bernalillo new mexico um, all my social media is at modest underscore music underscore, and music is spelled with a K. So, you know where to find him, you know where to check him out. Uh, this has been Monty's Mountain, and thank you for coming to my summit. Appreciate you having on, bro.